one, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. What up, B? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. Gonna be one of them. All yep. right. <laughs> Low energy, as as a certain someone who was uh, replatformed on CNN would say. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got a hat tip here from Teapot on Twitter. He sent me a video. Said the energy vault is a dumb idea. Here's why. I I have all kinds of deja vu about this. I feel like we brought up this idea and then people shat all over it on socials and said it doesn't work. And here we are again. Well, yeah, because everybody was like, oh, it's stupid. It doesn't work. And then we found companies that are building it. So that's, <laughs> well, why, we, that's why it was resurrected. Far be it from companies to build stupid things that don't work, Jason. Hyperloop. <clears throat> <laughs> now, we wouldn't have a show if companies actually built, only built stuff that would work. True, true. So I yeah. recommend checking out the video. It's a good video. And speaking of things that didn't work over mm -hmm. at uh, Business Insider, they have an article titled RIP Metaverse. Metaverse, we hardly knew you. Yeah, I would just like to say we called that one. Everybody's saying that this is a failure, a failure mm -hmm. of Mark Zuckerberg, a failure of business in general. Mm -hmm. I would like to say that you people are stupid. The metaverse was one of the biggest successes in tech history ever mm -hmm. because it was never meant to work. What right. it was meant to do was take the attention away from the shit Cambridge that Analytica and Cambridge. everything else that was going on. Yes, it, it worked wonders, didn't it? Yes, it did. They've completely rebranded. They have a new name meta. They've got a new logo. Everybody's forgotten about everything. Everybody kind of ignores the fact that Facebook just continually gets worse and worse as a user experience. Yet it continues to make money selling your data. They're doing horrible things all over the world. Nobody cares. Because guess what? His pantsless thing didn't work. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. No, you idiots. <laughs> this, was, this was a massive success. And it is exactly what we said it was from the get-go. Distraction. He said it was a distraction. Wag the dog. Come on. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you know, as much as I hate to say I hate Zuckerberg. No, I don't hate to say that. I love saying that because I do. Uh, but he was correct. He did what needed to be done. And yeah. it, it, it did. You know? I'm not going to lie. This has all been exhausting, though. Let, let's let's just run through a brief uh, some of our greatest hits that we called stupid on gig okay. economy, scooters, self-driving cars, blockchain, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, now AI. One grift after another, Jason. We've just been sitting here watching this shit. Oh, hey, you left out push. Push was oh, in there. Well, push, yeah. Okay, Web push. three, Web three. Well, Web three is kind of covered with the blockchain, crypto, NFT thing, yeah. right? Yeah. But it had its own brand name, so we we should we should okay, cover it okay. in there. Well, we'll have know. to make a more exhaustive list at some point of all the crap that we pooped on and we were right about. I don't have ten more years to go back through and listen to all those shows. <laughs> See episodes one through six hundred and one. Yep, that's about it. Uh, so I, you know, so now what's Zuckerberg doing? Yes, 
AI is now his shiny new thing. So Meta will soon be renamed, re, re, like relabeled GPT. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with that. Uh, but guess what he's doing in his spare time now? Well, I was about to say, I thought his new thing is being Zuckerberg's son. Yeah, yeah. No, now he's in jujitsu tournaments, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Well, you got to do uh, something he... when you do nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of it, I guess. Uh, so, yes, uh, he is. he's 38 and now he's competing in jujitsu instead of slaughtering goats in his backyard. Must be he, nice. He, I see he won gold and silver for medals, which leads me to assume he started his own competition. I think so. I think so. <laughs> it's the inaugural Facebook jiu-jitsu tournament. You mm-hmm. win. <laughs> That's it. Don't even have to have pants with that gi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting back <laughs> to his actual company, uh, there's a great article over on Slate. Mark Zuckerberg has a problem even bigger than the metaverse. And this is basically the employee semi-uprising that's occurring because nobody knows what's going on at that company anymore. All the employees, it's just confusion and frustration. They don't feel like there's a clear mission or a clear sense of direction coming from top leadership. Um, They've just jumped from theme to theme to theme, uh, metaverse to young adults will be the North Star. And then it was e-commerce and now it's AI. Morale is plummeted. They put out an employee survey twice a year, apparently, and they got some of that data. Confidence in leaders taking the company in the right direction had plunged more than 10 percentage points. How it's north of zero is beyond me. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. So I, I, there's there's a lot of problems going on over at the old meta these days. So even though the uh, distraction worked and uh, it's a shiny new thing and all of us have stopped paying attention, the people actually working there are kind of like, what 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 the hell are we doing, people? Yeah, I think those 10 percentage points, and I, I know why it's over zero, because those people have invested yet. That's so true. So once you vest, <laughs> then, it, then, you can, then you can shit talk the company. Yeah. But, you know, those stock-based incentives do have uh, have some gravitas to them. They sure do. Everything's going great, boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I saw this uh, this interesting article. I thought it was pretty funny. It's called The Eight Things to Know About LLMs. That would be large language models for you who have not been paying attention at home. Okay. Number five is the only one that that is I found funny. Number five, nobody knows how LLMs work yet, question mark. I'm not sure we're able to peel that onion anymore at this point. I don't think there's ever going to be a yet. I think it's nature of the beast. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. I, so. I love this. It's like right now nobody knows how LLMs work. Yes, we know it's a neural network and we know in theory how those work. But how does work work? What happens to I turn I ask that input? about my job every day. <laughs> yeah, how does work work? <laughs> how does work work? I, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, show title. Uh, anyway, what happens to turn input A into input B? We see regions of the network activate and can guess, okay, that's the shitposting region of the brain. Even that level of understanding is in its infancy. So they don't know. I I believe the psychological term for that is the musk region. In the news. Every now and then there's a little bit of Canadian news that bubbles up in my feed since I live in Canada. Stands to reason, I suppose. I guess. And I saw this one, and I, I actually like this. The Bank of Canada has asked for the public's opinions on a potential digital Canadian dollar. Although the central bank says a national digital currency isn't yet needed, nor will it ever be, it wants to remain flexible and ready should that ever change. We want to make sure that everyone can take part in our country's economy. That means being ready for whatever the future holds. They cite the diminishing use of cash, potential competition with cryptocurrencies and national economic stability as reasons to prepare for a potential uh, shift. But I do like this. Like, 
Go ahead and ask the people. Don't just do it. What do you think? Right. What, do you, what do you unwashed masses think? A. Eh? <laughs> Cryptocurrency? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. Big old moose on it. Yeah. Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, working from home and mm-hmm. the big shift after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, has come out and said, no, it was a big mistake. Everybody back to work, back to work. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so much blowback about this article, and there's been a lot of CEOs coming out saying, you know what, this isn't, this isn't working. You need to come back in office. And somebody has run the math, and there's a lot of articles out there about this, about all these CEOs telling everybody to go back into the office don't even have a fucking office. They're doing it from their underwear from They home. don't go into the office. Yep. Yes. So screw you guys. I'm working from home. Yep. Remember, I got fired from Warner Brothers Records for uh, not coming into the office enough, and she fired me from home, too. That that's the thing. Like you're being hypocrites. Like I uh-huh. I don't quite get it. Look, hi, hybrid is fair. I 100 percent think that hybrid is fair. We've talked about this at great length on this show. But the mm-hmm. idea, the idea, of, and there are businesses that probably do require people to come into the office. Startup culture is definitely one of them. I would say because let's be honest, startups, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. And the only yeah. only way that anything's going to come out in ter- terms of a real business model is people sitting in the room and throwing shit at the wall. So yep. I get it for that. But, you know, if you're an information technology worker at an established company, you don't need to be in the office full time. That's just no. ridiculous. <laughs> and what they're figuring out is you don't need to be anywhere. That's why everybody's getting laid off. So if you yeah. if you have if you have it, just hang on to what you got if you can. I, I, I we've been saying that for over a year now. I yeah. 100% agree with that. If you got a job, don't rock the boat. Yeah, the great resignation. How's that working out for everybody? Well, mm. you can get paid 15 bucks an hour, Jason, working for one of the most exciting technologies on the planet right now. Because guess what? ChatGPT is humans. Ooh, okay. ChatGPT is powered by human contractors getting paid 15 bucks an hour. A new report from NBC News shows that OpenAI, the startup behind ChatGPT, has been paying droves of U.S. contractors to assist it with the necessary task of data labeling the process of training ChatGPT software to better respond to user requests. Compensation, 15 bucks an hour. We are grunt workers, but there will be no AI language systems without us. One worker told NBC, you can design all the neural networks you want, you can get all the researchers involved you want, but without labelers, you have no ChatGPT, you have nothing. Now, I wonder if they're working from an office. I guess not because they're contractors and why, why pay for them? I know it's open AI, though. So, you know, he yeah. just said everybody back to the office. Well, as terrible as that 15 bucks an hour is, it's an upgrade from how they started because <laughs> yes, they is. outsourced work to moderators in Africa, where due to uh-huh. depressed wages and limited labor laws, they could get away with paying work workers as low as $2 per hour. I love this next part. It collaborated with a company called Sama, an American firm that says it's devoted to an ethical AI supply chain, but whose main business is connecting big tech companies with low-wage workers in third-world countries. Fuck you, Sama. Yep. (laughs) That is so funny. Unbelievable. I mean, could it go any other way, though? No. No. Didn't think so. I I can't believe everybody's just not using Mechanical Turk, you know? Yep. Yep. But... Another topic yeah. we've been talking about for almost 600 episodes. Yeah. yeah. What a world. 
What a world. Well, AI is jumping into the vaccine world of mRNA. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, boy, do I have thoughts on this one. (laughs) Great. I love this. Developed by scientists at the California Division of Baidu Research. Aren't we in the middle of a, you know, row with China and Baidu in general, too? If you thought COVID was fun, wait until you see this. Exactly. The software borrows techniques from computational linguistics to design mRNA sequences with shapes and structures more intricate than those used in current vaccines. Uh This enables the genetic material to persist for longer than usual. Uh Okay. The more stable the mRNA that's delivered to a person's cells, the more antigens are produced by the protein-making machinery in that person's body. Okay. Now, here. Vaccine GPT. Create for me... A new vaccine (laughs) that has a time bomb in it that, you know, will react with, let's say, peanut butter 10 years down the road. But only if you're a certain genetic derivative. Exactly. Let's say you have 65% Anglo-Saxon genes. Let's look for that one. Yeah, let's... We know these things can do things that we can't do, so let's let's just unleash it on... Are no. we plugging this into, into everything right now? It's not tested. It's not proven. We don't know anything about it. In general, the, nobody puts guardrails on this stuff. Oh, my God. We're all going to die, Jason. Up until <laughs> recently, we were paying people $2 an hour to, <laughs> to train these things. Yep. And, and now, now you want to... Yeah, let's create now global we're vaccines. In us. That's great. Okay. We are fucking doomed. We, we really it. are. We're fucking doomed. Uh, Aura. Remember Aura, the Aura ring? Yes. The complete bullshit ring? The most uncomfortable thing that you're supposed to wear while you sleep that makes your hand just throb. Yeah. But let's yeah. let's, let's not that? ignore the, the, the headline here. It's also bullshit. <laughs> it is complete and utter bullshit. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, well, they, they, they just bought a company called Proxy, which does uh, basically authentication, like uh-huh. user authentication. So, right. I'm I'm thinking, okay, where are they going with this one? And it turns out, I mean, originally it, they, they have a bunch of IP around wearables. Uh-huh. And now I've kind of put the two together, duh. Uh, what they want to do is they want to make your Aura Ring your password. Right. So you have your Aura Ring, you have your biometrics with your Aura Ring. Not to say somebody couldn't just, I don't know, cut your finger off if need be. But and Leave yeah. the ring in, your, in the locker at the gym. Yeah, that's going to go great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see this, but we've got, uh, YubiKeys and things like that already. So mm-hmm. if you need yeah. some, if you need an extra device, get a YubiKey. Do not get an Aura Ring because as Brian says, they're bullshit, but they're also just as extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. And expensive extremely. for uncomfortable yeah. bullshit. Exactly. Get an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or anything else. Yeah. Please. Uh, just explain to me how a ring is going to give me actual health actionable data that my extremely expensive watch only can kind of do with all the specialized chips in it. Well, it can do it very half-assedly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair I enough. I mean, I've, I've, I've had, I've got an Apple Watch and I had an Aura Ring and I compared the data. The data did not come close to matching. And they say the Aura Ring was more accurate, but I also tried it with a cuff monitor. Like I, I did just a simple heartbeat and, yeah. you know, test with it. No, no, no. The Apple Watch was 10 times more accurate than the Aura Ring. The Aura Ring is just garbage. Forget it. Of course it. it is. It's a fucking ring. Yeah. It's it stuffed with, with modern technology, Brian. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a ring. 
<laughs> it's a ring. It's a goddamn ring. Okay, moving on. I don't on. know why that company pisses me off so much. I think it's because all of our tech thought thought leaders love it, love it, just love it, and can't stop talking about it. I'm like, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It doesn't tell you anything. It's inaccurate. Stop mm-hmm. it, please, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, speaking of stopping, this is kind of sad news, except for the for the fact that I haven't even watched MTV for twenty plus years. MTV News has signed off after thirty six years. Yeah, and who knew MTV News was still a thing? I, me either, but, you know, I grew up on it. There's no doubt about it. 36 years after MTV News was created to expand the stable of programming that defined the cable channel MTV, it is no more. It was shuttered this week as part of larger layoffs of parent company Paramount Global. So starting in 1987, The Week in Rock, led by correspondent Kurt Loder. I love that goddamn show. <laughs> so, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I got all my news from MTV, MTV as a kid, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. No, that was the, that was that was it, man. MTV just in general was it back in the day. I miss it. Yeah, I do miss it. Back when they had music. Everyone needs a world class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Media Candy. We got this email in, Brian, and I had to I had to ask you if, 
I, I was going crazy. This comes from Ted. He says, I'm a longtime listener and heard your question about Tulsa King. I found the series amusing, especially when Sylvester Stallone's character tries to use technology. And uh, Ted, I think you're got us confused with another show because we checked. Nobody's ever talked about Tulsa King on this show. As far as I can recall, I mean, it certainly wouldn't have come from either. me, so it would have come from you, if anybody, but uh, yeah, I don't remember I've that never, at all. So. I had to Google it, so maybe Dave mentioned it and we just didn't pay attention like usual? I don't Could know. be. Could be. Yeah. The only question I have about Tulsa King is, what the hell's Tulsa King? Yeah. I did. It's got <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, and apparently he tries to use technology in a humorous way. Oh, <laughs> three seashells. Right. Ah, the three seashells, yes. Um <laughs> And there's there's a lot of talk. This uh, writer strike is going to be going on for a very long time. Yep. Yep. So. And I really had no idea how many writers I actually know. Now I do from my Facebook feed. Almost everybody I know is a writer in Hollywood. Who knew? Seems to be. Seems yeah. to be. S supporting you guys. Good luck. You deserve the money. If you want to go celebrity sighting, just drive around to any of the picket sites in Hollywood, and there's there's bound to be stars galore. So yeah, they're all over the place. Everybody's out in support on this one, and and rightfully so. The entire industry has shifted. Uh, you do the break breakdowns on what the CEOs of the streaming companies are making uh, versus what what they're pay, paying writers and the dividends and all that sort of stuff. It's just absolutely it, it's highway robbery. It is. It is. And, yep. you know, the whole thing with the mini rooms, but also the stance that the industry is taking on AI and the yes. writers are like, oh, no, 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 no. You guys, we, we've we read your playbook. You did this with the Internet and streaming. You're like, oh, well, it's not it's not been around enough. We can't make any decisions on it. And they just keep pecking away and saying, oh, it's not here yet. We can't do it until it's too late. And then they're like, mm -hmm. well, it's already here and it's established, so we can't do anything about it now. They're saying, oh, no, you motherfucker. We're yeah. not. And we are uh, not doing this again. And what are you going to train your uh, Star Trek writing AI on? By the way, the work of the writers for Star Trek. They should yeah. be compensated for that. Yeah, but they, you know, the studio execs think that they can just play it out as long as possible. Yeah, and you it's, know, it's the game. They're it's gonna, the game. Yeah, they're going to try and squeeze them out. Here's the really sad part: is that the last writers' strike gave us. Dr. Horrible's, you know, evil musical blog thing that Joss yes. Whedon wrote. Well, Joss mm -hmm. Whedon's been canceled, so what the hell are we going to do this time? Tulsa King, apparently. Catch up on that. So Spotify has reportedly pulled tens of thousands of tracks from generative AI company Boomi, because of course there's a company already doing this out there. It's said to have removed 7% of the songs created by the startup systems, which underscores the swift proliferation of AI-generated content on music streaming platforms. So Universal Music has kind of led the charge on this. But this is a company which opened its doors in 2021 and enables people to generate songs based on text inputs. And that, of course, they get put up on Spotify. Uh -huh. Awesome. Boomi says its users have created 14,554,000. <laughs> 1,448 songs are just under 14% of the world's recorded music. Its website states that users can generate original songs in seconds, then upload them to streaming platforms and get paid when people listen. Yay! Sounds great. Now, if Boomi was smart, they would just do a dictionary run against their entire system, create the songs mm -hmm. themselves and upload them themselves if you can get paid so much money. Yeah. You know? Who needs user-generated content? Exactly. Why aren't they just creating it themselves? Oh, because people don't really get paid for music anymore. 
Yeah, so, nobody's getting any money off of this anyways, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Boomi should be quaking in their boots because mm -hmm. Google has come out with their own version of it called Music right. LM. Great. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> same, same exact thing. Uh, it's in uh, beta right now, closed beta. I have signed up to be on the wait list. So as soon as it comes out, I'll Ooh, send me giving the it a go. Yeah, I want to try this out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should be fun. Uh, should be fun. All but right, for, but for talk, now, uh, just go to Boomi. Go to Boomi. Yeah, That's just go to set. Boomi and, uh, and, and, and profit. That's how it works. Uh -huh. You'll make millions. Well, Tucker Carlson made some news this week after getting fired. He announced that he's bringing his show back to the only place where there's real free speech, Jason. Twitter. Well, you know, he is a flaming racist, so why not go to where all the racists are? Perfect platform. I do. Perfect I, platform. I just absolutely love this article, so I have to read this little bit of it. There's something sort of sad about the news as announced Tuesday that former Fox, Fox News host Tucker Carlson relaunch. I cannot speak today. I was going to say, dude, are you okay? No, you I'm like not. I'm stroke. All... <laughs> no, I feel like it. My mouth is just not working properly. I blame the drugs. Three weeks okay. ago, Carlson was riding high as the biggest name on America's most popular cable news network. Then, as far as anyone could tell, he lost his job for being a jerk. No, he lost his job for being a racist. Yes. <laughs> well, There's yeah. a difference. Now, now he is taking a show to a money-losing website that does not actually have shows and is owned by a terminally <laughs> thirsty dweeb who is desperate to win, to win the approval of opinion leaders such as Cat Turd 2. I love it. It's just the best. So good no. luck with that, Tucker. I, I will not be watching. Uh, yeah, too bad he's an anti-vaxxer. I'd give him some of that new AI mRNA <laughs> vaccine to maybe clear things up. Maybe. Oh, dear. All right, this next one comes from uh, Ariel. Hi, Grumps. On my previous correspondence, I shat all over 1899. I, I do remember, I remember that. that. That's why I didn't yeah. watch it. <laughs> yes, and I'm very happy to have the opportunity to do the exact opposite and recommend a show. The Diplomat is a Netflix series starring the lovely Carrie Russell. It is a captivating thriller that by the end of episode one will get you hooked. It's right up there with slow horses and dare I suggest maybe a half a notch above. Enjoy, Ariel. Uh, it is not a half a notch above. Damn, just blasphemy, <laughs> blasphemy. Do not talk about slow horses that way. That said, it is an awesome show and I was hooked by the end of episode one so much that uh, I binged two more episodes after that the first night. Nice. And went to bed at like one in the morning. My wife watched the first episode and she stopped and said, nope, we're going to watch this one together. You're going to love it. So I'm waiting. It's yeah. really good. It's good, really good. I actually s slowed down because I was running through them too fast. I'm like, I just there's only eight episodes. I'm like, I just kind of want to slow it down a bit. But I made a discovery while I was watching The Diplomat because I still had my AirPods in because I was doing a Zoom call okay. beforehand. And my Apple TV said, would you like to attach your or uh, connect your AirPods. I'm like, well, sure, I got them in, so just hit OK, and then started mm -hmm. watching the show. Holy shit. No, it's awesome, isn't it? Because we've it's been amazing. doing that recently. Like, when we want to watch something before the kid's totally asleep, we've been putting on AirPods, and it's unbelievable how good it is. I mean, I've got a really nice soundbar in my room and all that stuff, uh -huh. but with the spatial audio plus the AirPods, I mean, it's like I, I thought that the TV was still on. I kept having to take them out because it sounded so damn good. And then yeah. I'm like walking around and then I notice, oh, wait, the spatial audio is actually working. It does. It's it cool. actually works. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a fan. No, that was the biggest thing. So now I watch everything with my AirPods and with my Apple TV. It sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. So it's, good. It's, it's really well done. They knocked it out of the park, really. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but it's not better than Slow Horses. It, it's up there. It's close. But no, Slow Horses is awesome. I have never gotten back to it. You haven't gone back to S Slow Horses? I've not watched season two yet. Yeah. Oh, man. Season two is better not. than season one. I'll, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. I did watch yeah. Silo. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was you, very well both? done. I did. I thought it was oh, pretty okay. faithful to the book, unlike Foundation, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, highly recommended. Highly recommended. It's so far so good. It was uh, it was tough for me at the beginning because I just wasn't in the mood. So I went back yesterday and finished the first episode and really dug it and then started to get into the second episode and uh, was uh -huh. digging that, too, before I had to go to bed. But uh, yeah. yeah, even though so I know far, the so whole good. story, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I like, mean, this, that's actually a benefit because they're following the story. Interesting, Apple TV Plus. That's when what I was worried about. you a story, you follow it. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. What a concept. They write it that way for a reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm caught up on Ted Lasso. Yeah. I enjoyed the last episode. A bit of the magic was bad. They got to stick with soccer. When they stick with soccer, yeah. it's a good show. It was a little formulaic at the end, but it was better than well, what it has been. Yeah, it's better you than know. what it's been. Three more left, and hopefully that's it. Yeah. Uh, succession. Jesus. Mm -hmm. That was the worst hour of television all week. Downer fest. Downer yeah. fest. I don't think it was bad. I thought it was very well done, but, oh, God, if you just wanted to kill yourself, it was done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can do six more episodes of, of this, because that's oh, what it's going to be. It's going to be this all the way yeah. out. Yeah. It's just the family imploding, and you get yep. to see how shitty these people are. Like you didn't know to begin with, but. <laughs> they yeah. didn't, but you're really seeing it now. Uh, knives out knives out yeah. uh, barry the second worst set of tv this week i love that show <laughs> but man did they shit the bed with the ending on that right this is the last season of barry and uh it's not really it was great up until this episode and then it was just like what the hell we ended up <laughs> fast forwarding most of it because it was just so bad so bad no, that's too bad so i don't know if these guys have just all checked out on the last season but it's it's really feeling that way okay there you go. Uh, the yeah. Muppets Mayhem has previewed on Disney+. Plus. It's out now. Um, there have been a few missteps recently at the House of Kermit. Uh, some bad shows came out. This is not one of them. I only watched sure. the first episode, but it was goddamn funny. Uh, there were so many music Easter eggs, uh, just uh, side notes and like little bit, bits of lore spread, spread throughout. And it was just genuinely feel good. I loved it. I'm looking forward to the rest of them. So there was a show that my roommate wanted to watch, which required me to get a subscription for the month to Peacock out okay. of all the places that I <laughs> thought I would never have to get a subscription for. Uh, she yeah. wanted to watch the Menendez plus Menudo Boys Betrayed because oh, she's a woman and into the crime thing, you know. Right. Yes. It was terrible. It was absolutely awful. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. No good. Uh, yeah. Three hours I want back for sure. <laughs> uh, then we transitioned to Bupkiss. Pete uh -huh. Davidson's new show, eight episodes. Uh huh. Loved it. Absolutely okay. loved it. It is so bizarre. It's, it's still loosely based on, you know, Pete's life, which is about yeah. the only thing I think that he knows how to do. Pretty much, yes. But he did it well. Okay. Well, it's good that he's good at being him. Yeah. Very good at being him. 
Uh, the cameos in this are just insane. Everybody's okay. in this. I mean, you just, you know, randomly Al Gore shows up. Uh, Nathan Fillion shows up. Ray Ramon. Just everybody. Like, you turn your head and it's like, why is Machine Gun Kelly in this? It's like, makes no <laughs> sense half the time. But it works. Joe Pesci plays his grandfather and uh, Edie Falco plays his mom. Mm-hmm. And they're fantastic. I mean, it's Joe Pesci. Right. Just being Joe Pesci is fantastic. Um, we finished it. Uh, weird cliffhanger, but I think I understood it. But uh, I can't wait for season two. I mean, it was great. It was just so strange. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm not on board with that, though. <laughs> I know you don't like Pete, but uh, I'm, yeah. I, I, I like Pete. I think Pete's, okay. a, Pete's an all right guy in my book. Um, okay. Then we, since we had it, I'm like, okay, well, I got, got it for, you know, four more, what three else is more on weeks. Here? What are we going to watch? <laughs> uh, Poker Face. Okay. The, uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Destroyer of Star Wars, Rain something? Uh, Johnson. Rain Johnson. Rian Johnson. Rian Johnson. Okay, Rian yeah. Johnson. I We watched episode one last night, thoroughly enjoyed it. There are a lot of Easter eggs in there. And as far as, you know, the mystery part of it, it's kind of like, you know, uh, let's say Nancy Drew level type of stuff. Okay. It's fun, right. but it's fun. It's got the girl. It's actually had two people from Orange is the New Black in, in the first episode, but the main character, Orange is the New Black, it's been out for a while. Most people right. have probably already seen it, but I've, I have now introduced to it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's going to be the rest of our Peacock experience, I think. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> but I have to say, out, out of all everything that we've just talked about, I do miss Jean-Luc Picard and Logan Roy a lot. Me too. Me I too. I really do. <laughs> Oh, well, oh, uh, yeah, got something new coming back, though, Jason. After 30 years, Beetlejuice 2 is really happening, and there's a release date, September 6th, 2024. Unbelievable. Okay. Michael Keaton's Hopefully coming Hopefully they wrote back. it already. Winona Ryder's coming back, and of course, because it, you can't avoid her, Jenny Ortega will be the daughter of, of uh, Winona Ryder's character. Of course. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a great movie. Will they recapture the magic? I don't know. Probably not. I don't not. know. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm down. I'm down for giving it a shot. I'm down Anything for trying Winona it. Anything Ryder back on, I'm good. That's right. Something I'm not sure I'm down for giving a shot is uh, Foundation Season 2's trailer has dropped. And the headline <laughs> says, Foundation Season 2 trailer will make you want to suddenly catch up on Foundation. No. No, no, it won't. No, it did not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> it really made me not want to watch season two because here be fucking dragons. There's a fucking yeah, was... dragon. <laughs> There's a dragon. There's no fucking dragons in Foundation. <laughs> what the fuck? They had some leftover models from Game of Thrones. That they what the to actual use. fuck? <laughs> what are they doing? I. Uh, speechless. Anyways, moving on because I'm so angry. Uh, Good Omen Season 2 is also coming. And it's based on basically a, a chat between Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman 30 years ago as well. But you know what? I don't care. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. And I'm sure it was yeah. more than just a chat. I'm sure they hashed out yeah. a little more than that. Yeah. We'll see. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. Who? As long as there's not a yeah. fucking dragon in it. Oh, there can be a dragon in that. That's true. We're allowed actually. to have dragons yeah. in good omens. Have a dragon. By all means, dragon yeah. away. <laughs> exactly. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of dragons, though, Dungeons & Dragons is now going to have a 24-hour streaming channel. Oh, okay. You get one movie, and then they say, hey, let's make a channel out of it. 
But all right, we have a new we have a new term coming out of this called free ad supported streaming television, aka fast, oh, aka Jesus. television, television, the one we all grew it, up with. Exactly. <laughs> I I was just like, you needed to create a term for TV. You're creating yeah. TV. Hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've actually heard that it's a good movie, though. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just uh, stole it from Sweden, and uh, I think I'm going to check it out this weekend. What you didn't fast it? You didn't <laughs> I didn't it on fast the old it. Fast box. Yeah, I, I fasted my way over to Sweden and found it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're going to have the old cartoon on there, and a bunch of dudes probably sitting around playing D and D. Uh, I think they picked up a couple podcasts that they're going to have on there. I was never going to watch this anyway, so it's no. Yeah. There, <laughs> no there you go. Deal. But fast, Brian. All right. Faster, pussycat. Stream, stream. Ups and doodads. Brian, I finally got into the new Blue Sky Social. You know what? Woo. I said I was never going to go over there, but Twitter is now so horrific. Hook me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want in. I want in. As soon as I get an invite, I'll hook you up. Uh, thanks to Scott Beal from Laughing Squid. He got me uh, Got me in. All right. Okay. Step one, it's just like fucking Mastodon. Um, you know, decentralized, blah, blah, blah. But here's the cool thing. Instead of getting a blue check mark, you can actually get your username based on your own domain. So okay. over there, I am at jason.fyi. All you do okay. is you just throw in a, D a text record into your DNS. It uh, It authenticates it and boom. That's that's smart. Expect slender fungus on blue sky at some point. There you go. See, I mean, it's just it's nice to be able to do that. It's like, OK, no fuss, no must takes five minutes. Easy. Mm -hmm. Nice. There's a lot of alf going on over at blue sky. I've noticed. I never complain about some alf. No, me either. I was just like, I can get behind this. And uh, there's an article in the show notes by Faye Greenwood called How I Accidentally Ruined Blue Sky with Pictures of Sexy Alf. Now, I would like to state that you cannot ruin anything with pictures of sexy Alf. That is a that is a value add, personally. <laughs> you and Dave, God, I said, God, you got you got some stuff to talk about, I guess. <laughs> I've always been an Alf fan. My dad and I watched it when I was a kid. That was, I mean, it was that was. There's being you know, an Alf must watch fan, viewing. Jason, and then there's sexy Alf. It's still funny. Come on, it's still okay. funny. It is funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, I wish I was over for, there to see it. Yeah, we'll get you there. We'll get you there. Um, I'm stuck with the racist and the trolls. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. I get, I get sexy um, Tucker. You get sexy Alf. This is bullshit. Oh, God, there's no GPT in the world that can make Tucker Carlson sexy. I'm sorry. I love a bow tie. So when I was a kid, uh, for Christmas, people would always give me Alf stuff. I had an Alf windsock. And one year uh -huh. I got this Alf stationery. And uh -huh. I just found I found it on uh, eBay, a mint set of the Alf stationery, but they want like 40 bucks for it. And I'm like, me and one other person in the world are going to find this funny. And there's another person in the world that's <laughs> going to find it very unfunny because my girlfriend was away at college back in the day. And I broke up with her on a letter on Alf stationery. <laughs> classy, man. <laughs> I was so classy as a kid. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. She was. I mean. She was like, what the fuck, man? But at least she could laugh that it was on Alf stationery. <laughs> you know? It softened the blow, I suppose, yes. Yeah, yeah. A little kiss and a slap. <laughs> um, now, uh, so we have toots on, we have tweets on Twitter, we have toots on Mastodon, and now we got skeets on Blue Sky. Oh, okay. That's what they call the post. A skeet. A skeet. 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 All right. I would have called yeah. it a cloud. 
but you know, okay. And uh, my final, my final thing for the day is, uh, you know, I am a big fan of Grammarly. I use it all the time. Yes. And uh, I just, I got this in the email yesterday on their, uh, their new product update called improving your communication with the latest product update. And I just said, Oh, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. Okay. I looked down and says an easier way to be inclusive. Receive mm-hmm. guidance on using gender and parenting language so you can write in a way that helps people feel more comfortable. These new inclusivity suggestions also include explanations to help you make the best choices in your writing. I don't have a problem with that. It's fine. It's a suggestion. Whatever. You can ignore it. Be old. Yeah, but. Be an old racist grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Get with the kids, man. The kids are woke. I finished the second book by Wayne Hussey, The Heady Days, The Mission Years, 1985 to 1990. Um, You know, if you're into that kind of music and like the London music scene in the 80s and 90s, this is the book for you. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the read. The thing for me is the mission was kind of always like a band I kind of liked. They had a few songs I listened to. I went and saw them when they came on tour. I had no idea they were like the biggest band in England for those years. They were massive over there. So it was kind of really? cool to find that out. But yeah, it was a fun read. I liked both books. Um, 1990, uh, it is now 2023 and they're st- still touring. So I expect there'll be a few more books coming from this guy. We'll see. We've got right. the, uh, the 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 buildup and the, the success. So soon will come the fall. I think I was going to say, where's the, the, the top of the VH1 behind the music arc was, ah, yeah, that, that's where we're going to be tragedy. at. So. And then tragedy happened, but they're still around and kicking. So obviously not so tragic. They're still going. So, and there's a new book coming out that I definitely, I'm bookmarking to read for sure. I thought I heard you speak, which is about women and factory records. So it should be really interesting. I'm looking forward to this one. Lincoln, the show notes. the Link in the show notes for those interested. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me today. <laughs> I'm going to have to read right. the doctor after this. I was going to say, you might want to go <laughs> get get checked out. Yeah. Uh, we got this up. note in from Nashley in uh, North Carolina. Hi, guys. I love your show and have listened and supported for years. Here's a book recommendation. Chip Wars by Chris Miller. When written, the latest chip had 1.1 billion transistors from the four transistors in the 60s. Actually, Apple's M2 has 20 billion, according to reports, and there might be a dozen of them in our smartphones. Okay, might not be a page turner, but a really interesting read. Thanks for your podcast. Well, thank you for the recommendation, Nancy. And uh, we've added that to the show notes. I'll take a look at that. It actually sounds pretty interesting. Sort of. In a boring, geeky way. The Dark Side. Ha! With Dave. Welcome to the Dark Side with Dave, with podcast supervillain Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast for all your cybersecurity news. He's the co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean, and the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are shifty, and the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines have feelings, too. Hello, Dave. I'm sorry, supervillain? You're a supervillain this week. I felt like giving you an upgrade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll take it. Okay. I, I just said, like in you know, a despicable me lovable way. I don't know yeah. what kind of, yeah, I yeah. don't, I can't yeah. say what, I don't, I don't think of myself as putting out heavy villain vibes, but, uh, 
uh, whatever. I'll take it. <laughs> That's why. That's it's why. attention, right? Any attention is good at attention. Yes. Right? So no, I'll no bad news. It. I'll be happy yes. for the attention. Mm-hmm. It reminds me. Are you guys watching uh, the Jeopardy Masters tournament that's running right now? No, and I should be because I do love that show. It is. It's quite fun. It seems to me like the questions are much harder than usual because they <laughs> they do have a bunch of Jeopardy Masters playing, and one of them is a self described. Uh, game shows super villain um i'm sure he he's a taunting hint. he he's he's funny in his own sort of oddball way he he keeps taunting ken jennings for a rematch and of course <laughs> ken is having no, none of that he's, he's sitting fat and happy in his hosting job as well yes. he should be yes yes guaranteed paycheck is why he's happy <laughs> right. Yeah, he gets paid to show up no matter more, what. <laughs> yeah, he probably, yeah, he does quite well with his Jeopardy hosting gig, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of things on TV, though, ha- have you guys seen uh, the new season two of Star Wars Visions yet? I've watched two or three. Um, they're interesting. I like them. Yeah, it's 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 a good exploration outside of the normal that we would expect. So, yeah, fun, fun stuff. I haven't seen the Ardman one yet, though. I want to watch that one. I've only seen the first two, and I thought that they were great. I love I yeah, love yeah. anthologies like this, and I forgot that there was a season one. Like, um, like I, the remember the Animatrix? I really enjoyed yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah, good fun stuff. Um, was it uh, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix? That's a good one too. I love. I just Definitely. love these little short story vignettes because I like short stories. But uh, I, uh-huh. I thought the first two were well. well the first one was just god awful beautiful. I mean, it was incredibly beautiful. The second one yeah. was just a little heart wrenching. I, I dig them. I dig them. I, I, I like the fact that they're able to explore stories that you would never get in a traditional Star Wars movie or TV show, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I saw that they were out, but I have not yet checked them out. But I think uh, you'll dig them. For Dave. the reminder. Yeah, yeah. If you just got a few minutes and you need something to pop on, they're pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, season two of Andor is going to be continuing production, um, uh-huh. even without writers. <laughs> so hopefully... ironic, I- ironic, yeah, somewhat. Uh, the plight of the worker at the end of season season one explored, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> I mean, if, if it was written already, fair enough, right? Like you can't do any rewrites, though. Got to go off the script. So right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's usually a writer on set for a reason, though, you know, when things yes, kind of don't there work. Is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> So we'll see, but uh, at least we'll get something. According to this article you linked to, they, they are significantly hamstrung on set as to what they're allowed to, to do and not do. They literally mm-hmm. cannot write anything. That, that's yeah. the rule. Yeah. yeah, so if you want to change a line, no, you do not. So Right, right. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that applies to editing and using ai voices well if the if the <laughs> strike is settled while they're in the edit bay then what flexibility do they have retroactively right i don't know, I know. it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah yeah I hope it doesn't screw up the quality of the series <laughs> oh it will it will yeah. <laughs> remember heroes is all i gotta say oh my god yes the twitter mm. exploded with that yeah one of the greatest shows it was just destroyed yeah, absolutely destroyed. Yeah. I'm pining away for Hal Gurian's Network Time Killers. If you guys, that that is that is a deep cut, but uh, I don't know if either of you remember So deep that. cut, I have to Google. <laughs> <laughs> so back, I want to say it was back in the 80s, there was a writer's strike and 
the way that the Letterman show responded was they started a series called Hal Gurney's Network Time Killers. Hal Gurney was the director of the Letterman show back on NBC. Uh-huh. And so it was, they just had a long string of stupid things they would do just to kill time on the air because <laughs> they had no writers. And right. of course, they were hilarious. Yeah, because somebody wrote them. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> played a little fast and loose with the rules there, I non, think. But yes, a non-union person wrote them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scabs can be funny too. That's true. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. swinging back around, I read this morning that uh, Ken Jennings crossed the picket line to record uh, episodes of Jeopardy, and uh, Maya Bialik did not. Well, yeah, she's an actual actor. Right. He is not. So, right. I think she yeah. feels yeah. a bit more beholden to the whole process than he does. So, yeah. right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he is. Does he have to be in SAG-AFTRA? I would imagine he, he would. He does now. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Hmm. He'll be getting some eggs on his car. Well, he wasn't that that well liked anyway, was he? Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, in some circles, he is revered, but yeah, he's not. Uh, by all accounts, he's not a very pleasant man. So that's too bad. Yeah, he just like, he really does like that paycheck. <laughs> I think he's doing a fine job hosting the show, though. I agree. I, I, think he fits I agree in very well. Like I, 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 I wasn't sure if uh, we would survive losing Alex Trebek, but yeah, he's doing great. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I like Maya Bialik too. I, I think they're both in their own ways. I'm enjoying both of them. Uh, so I think Jeopardy has landed fine. She does more the celebrity one, though, right? Like, that one I find grating because the questions yeah. are so softball. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, right. It's all those SNL sketches. Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, name, it, name it the actor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who is? Me. <laughs> I'll have to ask your mom, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> the best Saturday Night Live skits ever, yes. <laughs> So I saw this come through uh, through my tweets. Uh, Vice News has a new documentary out called Vigilante Inc. about the mm-hmm. Citizen app. So has anybody had a chance to watch this documentary yet? Or do you even care about watching this documentary yet? No, because my hatred for the app burned fierce and bright for a brief minute. And I've forgotten all about it and don't want to revisit it. No, I didn't know anything about it. It's become a running joke in our house. Every time that the cops are going by or there's a helicopter overhead, we're just like, ah, let's check Citizen to see what's... Oh, never mind. It's not going to be on Citizen. It's actually happening. Never mind. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. It's useless. I mean, you know, yeah, when Lady Gaga's dogs get stolen, everybody in the state of All California of Los is Angeles. alerted. <laughs> yeah. All of Los Angeles got <laughs> alerted to Lady Gaga's dogs, and that was it for me with the app. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you have against dogs, Brian? Nothing. It was like 500 <laughs> miles away from me, and I had tightened my circle to like just Venice and Santa Monica. Why am Why am I hearing about West Hollywood dogs? <laughs> right. Yep. Right. It hasn't gotten any better, if you were wondering. Okay. Yeah. My take on this and these sort of apps is that ignorance is bliss. And yes, there are some things I don't want to know about until it's all said and done. And the suspects have been rounded up and the (laughs) the charges have been charged. And, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't need to be in this state of constant agitation about what may or may not be going on. In my community, and I feel like this well, is well. That's what the app traded on: now. fear, right? Like right. It's it's right. entirely fear based. So yeah, exactly. And Who the, needs the that? whole remember we talk about was it next door is the 
best yes. way to find out which of your neighbors are racist. Same yeah, that one's fueled yep. by racism and citizen is fueled by fear. So that's that's yeah. how you pick your app. And Twitter has both. <laughs> right. Right. What horrible truths do I want to know about my neighbors? There's yes. an app for that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, and I uh, suppose so, you could. I mean, there is the sexual predator database, so there's uh-huh. that as well. Fun. Well, that's I always have, fun I have to the check trifecta. out. Yep. Good times. I like Good to start times. my morning with a trifecta. <laughs> You know you've really yeah. re, uh, achieved something if you're on all three simultaneously, yes. right? If you're listed on all three, five That's stars. what I mean. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's well, like the being internet's an got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, Jason. Very good, very good. Very good. Uh, okay, well, this next one I have is, is pretty funny. Finnish newspaper Helsin Sanomat has created a custom Counter-Strike global offensive map so they can get around Russian news censorship and get uh, news about the Ukrainian war to Russians inside of Russia, which is, okay. this is not a new concept at all. Yeah. Video game chat has been, you know, a vector for terrorists usually trying to coordinate. So this time it's it's kind of funny that they created a map that just has, you know, the news in it. <laughs> and uh, now that now that we all know about it, so does Russia. So it's probably yes. blocked. It's been blocked by now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's whack-a-mole. So, It'll just pop up somewhere else. So good mm-hmm. for them. It is. That's very clever. I like it. I like it a lot. Me too. Um, One of my audio editors sent me this clip uh, on YouTube, and it's titled, Can AI Write a John Mayer Guitar Solo? The question and, is, can um, John Mayer write a John Mayer Guitar Solo? <laughs> well, <laughs> zing. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> that they they do kind of address that in the video okay. in, a, in, a, in a passing way um but it's kind of interesting to watch in in that um the first thing the ai does is give them basically a chord structure right and and the two uh musicians here they they listen to the chord structure and they're like yeah that that, that could be a john mayer chord structure that that works that that tracks uh-huh. Uh, but then they go and learn the solo that the AI has provided for them. And at first they're skeptical, but uh, over time, they, by adding their own interpretation of it, they, I think at the end, sort of come to the conclusion that, yeah, I mean, this would pass. It's in the ballpark right. for sure. So it's very um, similar to almost every implementation of ChatGPT. It gets you like 80% of the way there and then you massage. Right. Yeah. And but and that's and that's really the for me the takeaway here. I I, I thought of the phrase outsourcing inspiration. Uh-huh. Um because I think these things require the human element to be any good, but it takes away the stress and pressure of staring at a blank page. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't I agree. have to start there, you know. Mm-hmm. Give me something that's in the style of such and such. Okay, give me something else in the style of such and such. Give me something in the style of Isaac Asimov's foundation, but with dragons. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. And Apple TV will film it. So, great. (laughs) So, speaking of AI, I was going down a little bit of a rabbit hole with AI, and I'm... Long, well, I'm working. I'm doing a present. I'm doing a keynote presentation this fall. Are I'm you doing it, play... or is ChatGPT doing it, Dave? Well, no one will ever know. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. So I'm working up this presentation, and 
Um, long story short, I, I asked ChatGPT, or no, I, I asked, um, I think it was Crayon, which is one of the AI image generating. Um, it's Crayon with an AI. Yeah. Um, and I asked it to give me, I asked it to generate a, a picture of David Bowie in the style of Mad Magazine's Don Martin. Okay. Now, we all know who Don Martin is, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to very, 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 very strong style. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of the AIs I asked for could do anything that at all resembled a Don Martin piece of artwork. Too which old? surprised me. Not enough art digitized or scanned in? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you could certainly be pulled from the LLM. <laughs> Do not train I, on our copyright content. I yeah. doubt it. There's no <laughs> shortage of Don Martin stuff in a Google image search. So right. he's sure. out there. Uh, he's published books that are the, you know, there's, I, I am an owner of the complete Don Martin. Um, so I was just surprised that it didn't even come close to Don Martin's style. Right. It generated cartoons, but it was not, it would, no one would look at this and say it was in the style of, of Don Martin, and that kind of surprised me a little bit. Disappointed okay. me because um, I'm a big Don Martin fan. Yeah, me too. Did you so. try any other uh, generators? Uh, I did not because I don't have accounts. Right. So I'm curious. Right. Actually, I was going to ask you, Jason, because I know you have a couple of um, you have a couple of accounts, don't you? I you canceled like- them all because it it was fun playing around but it wasn't worth the uh the amount per month that it was costing me i'm like <laughs> there yeah, you this go kind of fun right. <laughs> everybody keeps asking me to make them stuff it's like right, when you get a right. four-door and everybody wants to ride mm-hmm. to the airport well you, you know? start charging right, or a pickup truck yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody wants to yeah, borrow your truck, truck to make a dump run yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll buy you a pizza. Now, get your own the... damn accounts <laughs> yeah on the other side of this um i had chat gpt take a text file which was just a, a list of dates and times of a rehearsal schedule. And I said, take this and convert it to a format for import into Google Calendar. Uh-huh. And it did it flawlessly. I've heard that the, actually the, these services are really good for that sort of stuff. And I wanted to yeah. get more into that and look into it. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's really good to know. Yeah, I, I think that's really the sweet spot for these things where you don't have to rely on it for a fact but you're relying on it for a process. Yeah, a simple um, process that it can just execute for you and you don't right. have to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It So it, you know, saved me a lot of time. So there's utility there. That's great. So, Good to know. Yeah. I'm going to explore that more. Yeah. 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 Isn't all that right. what Marissa well, Meyer's new company is supposed to be all about? <laughs> Taking oh, AI really? to take out yeah. the drudgery of day-to-day life? Yeah. With a bad homepage. Aren't we already sort of down that path a little bit? I mean, we were talking, I don't know the, um, I was talking to one of my colleagues that I don't know my children's phone numbers. I, you know, I've just completely outsourced that to my mobile device. Yeah, nobody knows a phone number anymore. That's true. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're all okay with that. Yeah, totally okay with it. Don't need it. Nope. Nope. Until I lose my phone, then I'm screwed. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Then you're screwed. Yep. Everybody should remember at least one phone number. I still remember my mom's because it's the same one that she's had my entire life. So I got that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember, I can't say I remember every home phone number I've ever had, but I remember the home phone number, these are the landline home phone numbers I had for 
homes that m- were important to me. Like, was a, I, you know, I had a couple of apartments where I don't remember the phone numbers for those. But I do. I remember the house I grew up in. I remember the second house I grew up in. I remember the first house my wife and I bought and which just that number transferred to the second house my wife and I bought. So I guess it's not a very long list, but right. those I remember. Yeah. Um, I remember my grandparents' number from when I was a kid, but they're all dead and the house is long gone. So that's really useful. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are really good at this. My mom was, for, for no particular reason, she knew everybody's phone number, just just had it at the, she could just tell you what it was. And Oh, so I used to amazing. be fantastic at it. You could tell me a phone number once and I would remember it for years. And then I discovered huh. alcohol. <laughs> Just, Which was around just, the same time the cell phone came out, so causation is not co- correlation is not causation, right? <laughs> Convenient, just though. ground off all the hard yeah. edges of your memory. Yeah, I've got like old black binders somewhere full of old phone numbers. That'd be interesting. I probably have my pager number in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, useful stuff. Sure. Yeah, I bought a moleskin that was just an address book, and I, you know, yeah. took the time one day to transfer everything down and put it in my go bag. Uh, and that was six uh, years ago, and I haven't done it since. And everybody's numbers changed, so you got to stick. You got to keep up with that stuff. <laughs> That's true. None of those numbers probably work in any of my Moleskin numbers. So none mm-hmm. of them. Okay. Well, on this episode of useless shit that nobody <laughs> nobody cares about. Yeah, yes, exactly. just yeah. us. It's fine. Yeah, all right. I do the show for me, right. just yeah. like Ken Jennings. I'm gonna go yell at some clouds. Okay. <laughs> Over at Patreon, we've got Nancy. Welcome to the club, Nancy. Thank you. And over at PayPal, we've got Ralph, Miles, and Shari. All right. And over at the tip jar, we've got Christopher and Jeff. Light week. Light week. No chat GPT reviews this week, unfortunately. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. I have a shout out to a friend of the show, Brian Blondell, who turns 60 years old today as we record no way. this. He's yep. not 60. He's 60. Happy birthday, man. Wow. Making me feel young. Thank you. And a happy birthday to my co-host, Brian Schulmeister, who turns 50 next week. That's right. Old man. Not so young anymore. Nope. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the 50 club. Not one I wanted to join. Well, actually, I do, because the alternative is worse. Yes, the alternative is definitely much worse. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, uh, Frank Kozik, acclaimed graphic artist and designer, has passed away at 61. He also did the... You've seen my rabbits around my house right he did those so they were oh. cool. he called them labbits so sadly he will be missed he did a lot of great artwork was as deeply involved in the music industry for quite some time he will be missed all right toodles frank yeah. good to know you until next time i'm jason DeFilippo, and i'm brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 601. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review. Tell us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy. I'm going to have some tea before I try this because mouth no, mouth no worky.